guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Score North Live. Hour two of Score North Live on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Danny Cunningham out. We called in the righty. You're a righty, right? I'm right-handed. Out of the bullpen, Derek Wetmore joins Right-handed us and red-headed. For hour number two, Manny Hill, as always, on the other side of the glass. Later this hour, Derek goes to the movies. It's the premiere of Derek Goes to the Movies. If you don't know what that's all about, Derek has never seen a movie in his life. Like any movie has ever. Has never watched a film. That was true until last night. On a screen. And I assigned him Rocky 1 for his first Derek Goes to the Movies. So he'll good have choice. his review and his thoughts. We'll see if Derek thought it was a good choice. In the 140 segment of the show, and we may have a special guest for that segment as well. Also got to get into the NFL refereeing fiasco this hour because Jerry Jones and a former NFL referee have very different thoughts on why this thing is the way that it is. But we'll get to that at 120. Uh, I usually like to talk a little twins with Derek, and we actually talked twins earlier this week. Score North uh, AL Central Champions Twins Show is still a thing. It's at scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app. We did one earlier this week. Uh, Glenn Perkins did one today? Nope. Yeah, we do have tomorrow. an episode in the can. It's okay. not involving Glenn, but Phil, Mackie, and I did a show, maybe our last show ever together, if you hear segment number three <laughs> on this hour of Score North Live. And it was a lot of fun. It's in the can. It'll go up on the Score North Twin Show feed. So wherever you search for podcasts, just search for that. Well, Dan Hayes uh, had a little talk with Mitch Garver about the season that he had, what it means for him moving forward. And the Twins catcher said this to Dan Hayes of The Athletic, quote, feel more accomplished. I put myself in a position to extend my career. I feel a lot better about coming into spring training next year. I haven't really thought about it too much, but coming into spring training and having the whole staff and the team trust me in a way they had hadn't done before, I'll go in and basically know, hey, I'm going to be the guy this year. That's a good feeling for me. You have a little more job security than the previous year, and he should. Had an awesome year. Yeah. Derek started the Mitch Garver fan club, which he is the president of. Um, Secretary too, but membership's free. I don't know exactly how he's using the phrase the guy. It's, It's not necessarily clear in the context there. Like, does that mean... I'm number one catcher, but it's still going to be like it was last year, whether it's Castro backing me up or whatever. Or does that mean the guy in the classic sense that we've seen in baseball throughout the years, Derek, which is catching 130, 140 games and the backup just gets in there once once a week, maybe. What do you think he's talking about? Let's start there. When he says going to be the guy, what do you think he's talking about? I sort of view it as like a guy. And I don't know what he meant. I wasn't there on the phone call on either end of it. But I think that the we're not way allowed to say you were, you were eavesdropping, but we're just not allowed. For the public record, yeah. Yeah. I was not wiretapping <laughs> that phone call. <clears throat> <clears throat> but I think that good teams have several guys. There's no in baseball. It's not LeBron. It's not. James Harden elevates you to a level that puts you in the Western Conference Finals, and now the ancillary pieces get you. No, look at the Nationals. Punch their ticket to the World Series. They've got some top-end talent. It's not Max Scherzer powered them through to the World Series. And same with the Yankees and same with the Astros. It's about depth. It's about having awesome 
uh, talent at each of those spots and then building that out. I would say absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt, Mitch Garver is a guy this next year. And I would say if you're the Twins, your goal is to have 10 other guys, not just we have a uh, Nelson Cruz and Mitch Garver and we hope for some bounce backs and like we'll bring Jake Odorizzi back and run back the 2019 club. No, I think you need to be out there actively looking to get better before spring training 2020. Absolutely Garver's a part of those plans. Um but yeah, I would if you're asking me is like is it is he the guy like is he the star of the show? I would say no and and I don't think even Mitch Garver would want that. Like you want to play with the best. I didn't even go that far. I didn't think he meant the guy like get on my back. Like sure. I'm going to carry this team to a championship. Uh, yeah, no, like yeah. Reggie Jackson, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. I didn't think he was talking about being the guy in that sense. Okay, all right. I only actually and honestly, I read it and I was like, what does he exactly mean by that? But I never even thought about that possibility. I thought he meant at best like the guy, like like I said, the number one yeah. catcher in the classic sense that we've seen in baseball well, till now, which is 130, 140 games, and the other guy just gives him a gives him a breather when he needs it. I think you and I have, this year he kind of shared the load. It wasn't fifty fifty, but it was probably yeah. like two thirds. I think he caught like eighty two games. Part of that's had, the injury. It's in, it's in this article. Part of that's it. the injury. Yeah. So but you and I talked about this off microphone, Rami. That Mitch Garver is not going to be the catcher next year. The Twins are going to have two catchers. And no, I don't think he's expecting to be a 130 games kind of guy. I don't even think he's expecting to be a like, you know, Carlos Santana or a number of these catchers who've been able to do this. Buster Posey, who you catch your 120, but then you're at first base for 25 and DH and for 10. That's not how I envision Mitch Garver's 2020 playing out. Maybe I'm wrong. But you and I talked off microphone, Rami. I would go add an impact catcher. I would go get somebody who's really good, and then you have a 1A and a 1B. That's right. You threw out uh, Ismani Grandal. I sure did. And I think that the Twins should make that phone call, rekindle those t- talks. And now you've got a, uh, a catcher who is, I don't know if he's proclaiming himself the guy, but whatever. What you just read from me, he says like, he goes into spring training thinking of himself the guy. And that's perfectly fine, because if Grandal's there, he's also the guy. Now you got two guys, and that's even better. So I think that the Twins would be wise to pursue a strategy that has two impact catchers. I know it's expensive. I don't care. Go spend on a spot that made your team really, really strong this year, and I would, uh, I, yeah, I would spare no expense. You would try to upgrade Jason Castro. Yeah, and somebody floated to me the idea that Castro might want to come back, and I have no idea. It doesn't. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I haven't talked to Jason in the last seventy-two hours. I would think that he could go get a starting job somewhere with the season that he just put together coming off a knee surgery. But if it's uh, such a good situation here, he just likes being the guy that backs up Mitch Garver and still gets a ton of playing time, then then cool. You probably need that lefty bat. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what he means by the guy. But I think if you're the twins, you read that quote and think, awesome. Yeah, man. Love the confidence. You're definitely a guy. Here are the other 11 guys that we're going to get on the team for next year. Garver played in 93 games this year, and Hayes points out in the article he had a 3.9 war. And not not just because of vast improvement offensively, but they go into detail in this article about his improvement defensively and specifically framing pitches and how he went and worked with the the Twins minor league catching instructor who's worked with a lot of their guys coming through the system. Tanner Swanson. Whose who's defense has improved across the board, and sure. it, wor- it worked for Mitch Garver as well. But I think what we're, what we're looking at, 
and probably because it's just what's sexy and what makes headlines, but Mitch Garver's offensive production this year, just off the charts, Bombus. especially compared to what he did last year. Do you think that's because he was well-rested and they split the load the way that they did between him and Castro, or do you think per 600 that can carry on for, for a season for Mitch Garver. I don't know what his per 600 numbers were necessarily. Uh, look up Barry Bonds on baseball reference, <laughs> and you're 30, getting there. I know he had 31 homers and 67 RBI and 359 plate appearances. So Late 90s Mike Piazza. You do the math. In other words, uh, who can catch? I, yeah, I, I I love Mitch Garver. Like I think that's no secret on this station, on this um, this uh, this group that we have here. I almost said this show, but this is... I love how much he loves baseball. Life. And he doesn't hide it. Like yeah. when he talks about it, it's fun to hit home runs. Well, dude, and he's an athlete. Like right. I, I think I really underestimated his athleticism coming into the year. Um, and I mean athleticism in the way of like learning and adopting new movements. And he's just yeah, he's he's just a monster. Um, your question on does it last per six hundred? I think the twins already answered that question. I think if the Twins thought that it would last per 600, they would have given him 700 plate appearances. They would have been like, okay, I know you were hurt, but like we need you DHing because we're trying to win a division here. They tipped their hand in how they played him this year, so I would expect that to continue going forward. I would be curious. Trust me, I hear Twins fans yelling at their radio or their uh, smartphone or smart speaker or whatever the heck they're listening to this on. I can hear them saying, it's dumb. You have to at least try it. And I think they should. I, I I hear you. I think that trying out, hey, could you play some first base? Or, hey, you know, Nelson's not going to get 650 plate appearances next year as a DH. Would you want some days, especially against lefties, where you're not the guy squatting behind the plate, but we want your bat for four trips? Because that's what that's what wears down catchers. That's why catchers throughout history have put up relatively paltry offensive numbers because by game 100, they can't feel their legs. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's like, you know, it was, it was funny. Like, in high school, you'd catch with those things. You'd have the, the knee pad. And I never you, had those. You didn't have knee pads? I mean, not the ones, like, are you talking about the ones that go behind your yeah, knees? Yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up. And you have these things, and they're called knee savers because yeah, you just ne- sit on them? Never had them. Bunk. You catch 140 games. That's not saving your knees. Mm-mm. So uh, you were probably pretty good at throwing out runners if you didn't care if that. Just big, strong legs. Get out of your crouch and throw. I sometimes didn't even come out of the crouch. Oh, yeah, you just, were one of those Just guys. rock it. Yeah. Oh, cannon arm. That's right. Don't I mean, ask me about my pop time. I don't pop. Pitcher just, I just throw out runners. Pitcher just get out the way. You I just, love it. You just know you need to get out the way. I love this it. Thing's uh, coming. Runner. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I just, I think that the Twins have already tipped their hand to how they think about this. Like, the fact that Williams Estadio was still getting run, despite not really contributing that much, I think gives you an indication that they said, you know what? Catch a rest, super important. In fact, I think there's a market inefficiency there. I think that the teams that are slow to catch up on this are behind. That if you're just going to go, you're going to welcome Sal Perez back next year. And and if he catches 145 games for you, I think you're dumb. <laughs> I just don't think, like, the smart teams aren't doing that. Smart teams are splitting up your load and being like, hey, this dude's better when he doesn't have to catch 140 games. This dude's better if he gets 450 plate appearances. And obviously, if you could just multiply those numbers out, to 700, you would, but I don't think you can. This is not a knock on Garver. It's a knock on how difficult the position is to play, and it's just a cap tip to that. Here's my question on that, and and I agree with you. Let me preface that by saying that I 100% agree with, like, 
this approach to that position. Okay. The question I have though is because it's it's such a it's such an important position in the sport and it's really hard to find the really good ones. Like there aren't that many like really good catchers in Major League Baseball. I think Mitch is one of them. Salvador Perez, if he provided he comes back healthy and looks like the same guy, he's obviously one of the best catchers in baseball. But there's 30 teams in baseball. I'm not sure there's 30 like really good catchers in Major League Baseball. Yeah, so I feel the problem. You. So the problem I think is going to be, or I wonder if the problem is going to be like, if some of these teams, if they have a really good catcher, because it's because having a good catcher is is a rare thing and it's really hard to find. Our team's going to be also kind of reluctant to go with a two catcher system because the next guy they have behind them just really is not a guy that you can catch. 60, 70 times a year. Yeah, no, you got to plan for that in the winter. I think if you yeah. don't have two guys, is is Astadio going to catch 80 games next year? Probably not. Right. But I think that's where you start to look in the market and say, okay, our team's paying for this, and if not, yoink. Yeah. I want that guy. I want Yasmani Grandal. People are going to look at this 10 years ago, and you'd say, even, gosh, three years ago, you'd look at it and say, oh, well, Jason Castro's a free agent, so maybe he goes to get a nice job somewhere else. He cashes in because he had a good season in 2019. But the Twins are set at catcher. They got Mitch Garver, and then who cares? Some backup. I don't think that's how the Twins view it. I don't think that's right. how the smart teams view it now. I think they're going to say, I know we have a catcher. I want another catcher. So mm-hmm. I'm not crossing Grandall off the list, and that's just one example. Sure. But to your point, Manny, on if you if the second guy's not good enough to be a part-time player where you trust him, you're not good enough. Right. You need to get better as an organization where you have another catcher you can count on for that. So I don't know what path that the Twins are going to take. It starts with Mitch Garver. I think all three of us agree on that. But then I just I just I wouldn't stop there and say, "All right, well, we got Mitch Garver and we'll find a backup. Backups are a dime a dozen. That's fine." No, you I don't think find, they are a dime a dozen. You have catcher 1A, you have to find catcher 1B. Or yep, you have catcher 1B and you add catcher 1A. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, you're I'm just about saying that kind of upgrade. Look, you all can't right. close your mind to any kinds of upgrade. I think you look at the roster I like the way you think. and you think, "How do we get to where we want to go?" Which by the way, next on the checklist, World Series. You won the division, that was on your checklist. Cool. What's next? Yasmani Grandal had a pretty good year. Just saying. Maybe Castro I'm not, I'm and I'm not saying Grandall. he's better than Mitch. Maybe they're one A and one B, but yeah, pretty good. I year. like Grandal. I think that'd Switch be. A, I think that'd be a nice addition. I think that'd be a really nice addition for the Twins. I, Switch hitter too, man. Hey, while we're talking him. baseball, did you guys see uh, the unfortunate thing that happened to the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday? Um. Well, actually, <laughs> I was I was watching a movie yesterday instead That's just of watching. Too bad. But what? Fill fill me in, Rami. Well, it was to elaborate. You know they're 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 already down three zero in the series, and I really feel for the Cardinals. Well, it's weird because on Twitter this morning, all the talk was about the Nationals. Yeah, they, uh, why are you bringing up the Cardinals? What the, happened? Seven run first inning, man, including some really embarrassing baseball blunders on their part. Oh no! Yeah, man, it was just it was not the Cardinals. It was way. just ugly from the start. They fought back and put up a run in the fourth, and, and I'm sure their fans had a really good showing. Uh, but they lost seven to four and swept at the hands of the Washington Nationals. It's just a shame. You hate to see it, don't you? Just hate to see it. I oh. actually am very happy for. Surprisingly Nationals. calm, Rami. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the confetti or something like that in the TCO studio. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned their fans, Derek. I don't know how many of you are following baseball. Best fans. 
on uh, on Twitter. Is that just the Cardinals Twitter account? Yeah, they just aggregate awful, awful Cardinals fans and take screenshots of things that they since deleted because they were racist and terrible, or oh. or just retweet stuff that they still have out there because they don't mind being racist and terrible. Uh, I'll read you a few of them if you don't, <laughs> if you don't no, mind. I got a minute. It's your show, man. Let's hear it. I'll leave out the racist ones, but Dexter Fowler is a favorite target of Cardinals fans who are not pleased with the way that their team is playing. I don't know why. I think it, it's well, I think part of it is race, and part of it is he came from the Cubs and was never really all that welcomed by Cardinals fans after helping them get their first World Series in 108 years and pull that trash card, that trash talk uh, card out of the pocket of Cards fans. Of when was the last time you won a World Series? Uh, Michael Boaz, like? all of them says I've been after <laughs> Fowler for a while. Just check this page, and he has a link to all the things that Derek Fowler has done wrong since. Being a St. Louis Cardinal, uh, it isn't about losing. It is about the way he goes about the game. He plays with no hustle, no heart. It is almost as if the Cubs sent him to sabotage the Cardinals. Wow. <laughs> they are insane. <laughs> Another wow. tweet. These were deleted by Michael for whatever reason. He says, Dexter Fowler, Matt Carpenter, please, as a human being and as a Cardinals, please retire, restructure, ask for a trade like leak where we have to... We have to pay a team to take you, hashtag SMH, or forget about offseason and start right now. No offseason. You guys are the root of the problem. Wayno or Yachty earn their legacy contracts. There was spelled T-H-E-R-E. I know it they was. They could go out <laughs> you didn't have to and point not out. get a hit for a month, oh and, it would, and it would matter. I think he meant to say it wouldn't matter, because they already earned legacy dollars. Dex and Carp have never gave this team anything for their legacy, so they need to ball out. And they aren't even close. Should we have just like looked into playing sound from like a Cardinals vent line last night or something? <laughs> oh man, I'm sure you know it was what? so sad. If we could dig that up before, actually, do that for tomorrow, Manny. I can still bask in the glow of <laughs> yeah, Cardinals you've got, failure. You've tomorrow. got about three months left of this, Please I do. imagine. Matt Carpenter did really have a bad year. Jimmy Donaldson tweeted, "Absolutely embarrassing. This is why the St. Louis Blues will always be the most like St. Louis team. I am ashamed to wow. be from St. Louis tonight. Bleep you!" Wow. See, I was gonna say in their defense. Their NFL team did leave. So, like, all these people had to find something to root for. Well, the Blues did win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to take Cup. anything away from the Blues. I'm trying to say, like, it's, it sounds like there's some, some NFL culture seeping into Cardinal fandom, which we yeah. all know is saintly and pure. <laughs> well, Except like, Rami. Rami doesn't seem to agree. Here is the, the funny thing about just all the of words. that. How many, how many NLCSs have the Cardinals, like, been in in the last... Gosh, 25, 25 I don't years. know. It's, some it's ridiculous like every number. other year. That's like in most the of them. Yeah. 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 Now they've only been to the World Series. What? Let's see. 04, 06, 2011, 2013. Four times. They're there twice. From a winning standpoint, they're a really good organization. Last 20 years, they're they're one of the top. One of the best. Yeah. It's just the way that they carry themselves that I cannot stand. And their fans, like damn it Cardinals, who tweets, I fully expect an apology from the organization in tomorrow's oh, paper. Good what a grief. disgraceful display of baseball this series has been. We can't win them all, but sh- we sure could have shown a bit more. Have you ever known any fan base more entitled than these people whose tweets I'm reading right now. Oh, there are some bad ones out there, Rami. I hate I hate to break it to you. There are some bad ones out there. <laughs> there are some mighty, mighty insufferable groups. Uh, typically, it's from Wintersville, so I think that goes hand-in-hand hand almost. I think that 
spoiling a fan base is a real thing and you should aim to do it like and then make these apologies later <laughs> like you should win a championship by by all means so, okay so here's my question with the cardinals though you really should and, follow and, that and that twitter account by the way it's and great here's my question about cardinals losses Sorry, about the sure. angst with the cardinals fans though is it because of did they get too hyped up because of mike because you guys both heard mike shields yeah, Post game after they, they beat started the, beat some the, bleep and we finished. Well, it. I, I have it right here. Oh, I mean, if, you know, do you? It, it is it is clean and air. air we warm. should pl- just just to remind Cardinals fans of happier times. Why don't you play this, Manny? What I'm loving about this series is we played the game wrong. We played the game right. We started. <laughs> we finished this. Yeah, yeah. and that's how we roll. We don't start with no one with us ever, ever. All right. Now I don't give a who we play. We're gonna. Him up. We're gonna take it right to him the whole way. We're gonna kick their ass. Yeah. Let's go! Yeah. So, so I'm wondering, did did that hype the Cardinal fans up a little bit too much? No, I think Cardinals fans are just entitled in general and think their well, their sure, team is but, supposed but to I, win but, all the time. But I wonder if this just like added to the angst because it's like they feel like Mike Shield like sold them a false sense of hope because he comes out and says that right after they beat the Braves. Handily, by the way, in Game 5, and then they come out and get swept. Now, he didn't publicize that. He didn't say that to the media. He was talking to his team, and somebody published it. Correct, yes. So I don't blame... right away. Yeah, I don't blame the manager. But probably... But but the the fans saw it, though. They still saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the news stations in St. Louis, they all published it. I saw a station in St. Louis, a radio station, actually did a really funny like spoof parody of that speech. Like They had all their hosts in an oh, office, yeah. and the program director oh, yeah. was giving this expletive-laden like rah-rah speech. It was, it was really funny. They, wow. did, they did a good job okay, with it. All right, okay. Good things do come out of St. Louis. <laughs> it happens. St. Louis is great from what I hear. I just know you don't like Cardinals fans. No, I just hear it's a trash city altogether. We'll hit a quick break. <laughs> On the other side, speaking of trash... The uh, NFL refereeing fiasco carries on. It's Score North Live on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. 